it seems to get this way every year. survey the path ahead it's a winding cement clearing that weaves in and out of boxes and toys and tools and gas cans and christmas containers there's just there's a lot of junk you can collect and store during the winter months and you see it's it's the winter months it's it's the hard long cold winter months that encourages one to open the door take a few steps inside the damp garage and set the boxes down then the box becomes the paint cans from the winter updates that you did in the house and the old toys replaced by new Christmas toys. There's birthday toys. There are tubs of clothes that don't fit anymore. There's a container of CDs and old VHS tapes that you're never going to use, but they still stay in the garage. You start the month of October, and you're a well-organized garage, and by the time April rolls around, you're dodging wrapping paper tubes, empty Amazon packing boxes, a box of spilled nails just to get to the garbage bag container located on the opposite wall. We've long given up on finding a space to park our car away from the elements. We need every square inch for all of the old house decorations we plan to take to consignment or the garage sale we hope to have one day. That's in air quotes. If the kitchen is the heart and the family room is the head of a house, then the garage is the place we stack our secrets. Finding an open space to store what we don't want to deal with, walking away and closing the door behind us, it's gone. We don't have to think about it anymore. The living room is clean, the bathrooms have all been wiped down, the carpet vacuumed, and we even made the bed in our master bedroom. Besides, no one ever comes over to the house and asks to see the garage, right? It's just understood that garages are supposed to be like this. You don't ask, you don't tell. Nobody wants to see the junk that accumulates in there anyway. Besides, seeing what you store in there might make them think about what they need to clean out of their own garage. And then they'll feel bad, and you just don't want your guests to feel bad. So with every season, every life event, every flip of the calendar, we add a few more mistakes, missteps, broken relationships, hurts, habits, temptations, brokenness. We box up, we tape up, we store away in empty dark corners all of the stuff that reminds us of who we are and who we are is worthless. There's a book in the Bible, the book of 2 Samuel. It was so good, they had to write two of them. It tells the story of Israel's most famous and beloved king, King David. You see, David is free and clear to be king at this point over Israel. He sends his men out to war, and he, for some reason, stays home that year. Bathsheba, her only sin was taking a bath at the wrong time. 
David. He can't stop watching her. It's kind of creepy, but it doesn't stop there. David calls for her to be brought to the palace. And even though he is told she is married in his power, David brings her into his bedroom, closes the door behind her. Soon Bathsheba sends word to David that she's pregnant with his child. This was the moment to come clean, right? This, this was the time to open the door to the garage and begin the hard work of carrying out the boxes of junk. But David doubles down. He sends word to his general to send Bathsheba's husband back from the front lines. The plan is to send Uriah to his wife for the evening. Yada, yada, yada. Uriah thinks Bathsheba is having his baby. So are the days of our lives, right? Only Uriah is so committed to David and to the battle that he refuses to sleep at home while his fellow soldiers are sleeping outside. Now is the time for David to tell Uriah what happened, to carry out the tubs of mistakes and the cover-ups and to come clean. But David panics. He gives Uriah a message to bring back to his general. Little did Uriah know that the message he carried were the orders for the general to make sure Uriah died in battle. The plan worked. Uriah was gone. The secret was safe. Then David had a house guest. His name was Nathan. He was a prophet for Israel's God. Nathan confronts David about his hidden sin, and David finally comes clean by simply admitting, I blew it. see, at some point, it happens. We can't hide it anymore. We crack under the burden of what lies behind the door, of the mess we've made and ignored. At some point, the pain of silence keeps us from seeing the healing of confession. David would reflect on this time in his life, and eventually he'd write a song about it. And the lyrics go like this, Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them, and in whose spirit is no deceit. He says this, When I kept silent, my bones wasted away. Through my groaning all day long, for day and night your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. It's about coming to the end of myself and what I can hide behind the door. Of opening up the bay door and taking an honest look at the mess I made. 
of going to another person and having them help me make honest decisions about what must go, what I'm hoarding, what is taking up space for free in my garage. What about you? What is it you need to clean out of your own garage? What is it you just need to go to another person and confess where you've blown it? What to simply confess, I can't do this, or I'm hurting, or I'm alone, or I'm sick, or I don't have the answers, or I need help. The thing about keeping things in is it slowly becomes a burden we can no longer bear alone. The thing about cleaning the garage is that once the first box has been taken out and gone through and thrown away, you want to go after the next one and the next one and the next one. Space begins to open up and suddenly that place you used to hide now becomes a place of of hope, of healing, a place you don't mind spending some time in and a place that you don't care if the neighbors find. So how do we begin? We give space to reflect on where we're at, on what we've allowed to pile up, on what needs to be confessed, brought out into the light of day and thrown away or given away or returned to somebody because it's actually their stuff that's just taking up space. Who can we go to with this information? Who can we confess to? And begin the long and fruitful work that comes from cleaning our own garage. So don't forget this, that wholeness and healing begins from the inside out. And as you begin to open the boxes and to clear out the clutter. May you find grace and peace and strength and joy and healing in your life today.